At Journey Beyond Divorce, we understand that navigating through the emotional tsunami of separation and divorce is one of the hardest journeys you'll take. And we know that once the initial fear and pain begins to pass, a whole new storm of confusion, uncertainty, and self-doubt can surface. Journey Beyond Divorce can help you identify and clarify where you're feeling stuck and what steps you need to move forward, even if they're just baby steps. We guide you with practical, tangible support that you can start implementing right away. Our team of experienced divorce coaches is ready to help you. Listen through the show because we have a gift just for you. It'll help you navigate your divorce with more calm and confidence. You're listening to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast with Karen McMahon. We invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience. Heal your heart while refining your character and enable you to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. For many of us, marriage is entered into as a sacrament. You know, our wedding vows are exchanged in front of God, family, the community. Everybody's watching. Everybody's, you know, you're making these promises. And in times of trouble, sometimes it's these vows and the sacredness of declaring them so publicly that can keep the marriage from disintegrating. And, you know, sometimes that doesn't work. And there is a breakdown in that sacredness of the union. So marriage vows can be broken. Welcome to JBD Team Talks with your host, Karen McMahon. During Team Talks, you get a chance to meet our JBD coaches as we discuss challenges and difficulties that are common to everyone facing divorce and provide you with tips and strategies to help you master the art of managing your thoughts, calming your emotions, and intentionally choosing your responses. And now for today's topic. Welcome to another episode of JBD Team Talks. I am here today with my dear friend and coach, Carrie Doubts. Welcome, Carrie. Hi, Karen. It's great to be here with you again. I am excited about today's topic. Uh, today, we're discussing how your marriage failed you. And for many of you, uh, you feel like such a failure when your marriage dissolves, and that, that brings a whole nother level of angst, uh, emotional upset, suffering, confusion. And today, Carrie Doubts is going to share with us uh, a shift of perspective when your marriage breaks down. So Carrie, why don't you open up for us? Sure, sure. You know, like like many of us, uh, like you said, Karen, when I... Uh, my parents went through a, di a divorce and it was a messy divorce. It was one of those things where they did all of the things that, you know, we know now not to do with your children. Right. And uh, it was so painful. And I had made a decision in my young early life that if I ever got married, I was never going to get a divorce. I was never going to do that to my children. And fast forward to the point where it was clear that I needed to, to step away from this marriage and get a divorce, I had to deal with that promise that I made to myself. And I had really taken it on myself as I failed. 
I failed myself. I failed my daughter. I failed that inner child within myself that I'd made that promise to. And it was, it was a lot of unnecessary pain and suffering that I went through. And as I had been, you know, fast forwarding again, working with people going through divorce and hearing so much of the same pain coming from people in the way that they were holding, um, that they had failed. They, I failed at love. You know, the, there's, there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I really started to think about it. And I, I just, one day, I just got it in kind of a download of, what if we just shift the perspective a little bit? And instead of looking at you and how you failed your marriage or looking at your soon-to-be ex or your ex and how they failed the marriage, let's look at the marriage and see how it failed you. The construct of the relationship exactly. and how it failed you. Exactly. That's a really interesting perspective. So what does that look like? Well, it looks like then if you shift your perspective to looking at the marriage, I started to look at, well, what are the components of a marriage that must be there, must be healthy, must be part of the system for a marriage to thrive and to continue. Um, And I am a student of uh, energy work and things like that. And I started seeing the components of a marriage as kind of uh, being held within the the system of the the energy system of the body, the chakra system, and so I started like thinking about well, what are the components of a marriage that if they break down, the marriage will fail, and um, I. You know, I I worked on this. I've presented it several times in workshops. Uh, We just went through it with our um, uh, Broken to Brilliant group and took them through the process also. So this is something that I think is very helpful when you're just, instead of taking the focus and putting it on you and how you failed, on him or her and how they failed, let's look at the marriage. So maybe we'll just go through that together. And it took me a long time to disentangle myself from that belief that the my divorce represented a big failure in my life. And it sounds like uh, what we invite our listeners into is stepping away from uh, guilt and shame or blame and accusation, mm-hmm. um, and really looking at that 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 connectedness, the central connectedness, and what broke down in that. Yeah. Exactly. And so I I encourage the listeners here to get a piece of paper and a pen. And as we're going through this, just listen and see which of the uh, components and the the things that we're going to talk about within them, see which ones resonate for you. And go, aha, that is, you know, I need to write this down because this is something that I would, uh, you know, need to look at in order to examine. And really the purpose of this, Karen, is not, again, to stir up shame and blame about what I could have, should have, would have done. It's really just to look at it neutrally and go, yeah, that happened. Right, because the truth is, and and I I will say, as you're listening to this, you may have friends who have a really good marriage. And so it's it's two sides of the same coin. So as you listen, as we go through the seven components, um, it's how your marriage failed you, but it's also um, what it takes to have a healthy, vibrant marriage. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's it's, it's an interesting perspective to look at. Yeah, Yeah, let's dive in. Yeah, let's dive in. So we're going to start with the first chakra, 
which is the root chakra. And this is the area of trust. So I actually, I think what I'll do is I'll just run down the, the seven components first, and then we'll right. dive into each one. So the first one is trust. That's the, the foundation. It's safety, security, survival, you know, the, those concepts. The next uh, component of marriage is possibility. You know, is there creativity in the marriage? Is there sexuality? Is there pleasure? Is there desire? Uh, the third is power. It's uh, the personal power, uh, the will, the autonomy, action. The fourth chakra is connection. It's the heart chakra, love, relatedness, compassion, belonging, uh, acceptance. And then our, the fifth area is truth. So that's the throat chakra, self-expression, honesty, integrity. The sixth chakra is growth, seeing clearly. It's the, the third eye, purpose, direction, intuition. And then the seventh is sacredness. So that pure awareness, the wisdom, the understanding, the spiritual connection. It's uh, also kind of a, a center of bliss for many people. Mm -hmm. So we're going to explore each of these components and see where the breakdowns in your marriage, and I'm talking to our listeners, occurred. And what wants to be restored in, inside of you as a way of healing and learning forward. So breakdowns or failures in one or more components of the marriage is what brings an end to the relationship. So we're going to take a look, starting with the first chakra, and then work our way up. Okay. All right. So again, I encourage people just take some notes as we go through this material. Let me ask you something before you go on. So you listed yeah. a number of the chakras just for our listeners. So the first one is root. Um, the second yeah. and third, what are the names of those chakras? Uh, the second, and I'll go through the, those as we go through each of the centers. So that might make a little bit more sense, okay. but I'll, I'll name the whole thing. Okay. Beautiful. All right. So first chakra this is the chakra the what we call the root chakra and again it's that foundation safety security survival you know so trust is it's the basic component that uh is required in in a marriage and a failure in the area of trust can be devastating to a marriage and some of the ways that trust can be eroded in a marriage are betrayal lying you know cheating you know having secrets withholding you know jealousy and you know put downs that really humiliate the other person cruelty you know, uh, non-constructive criticism, mm. uh, money issues and addiction issues also erode trust. And so as, as you're listening to this, you might imagine, you know, thinking back into your marriage, what are some of the ways that you lost the ability to trust your partner in your marriage? So any one of those uh, things, they're, they're so painful, you know, the... And, and the thing that comes to mind for me is how important it is to have that safe space with your, with your yeah. spouse and, yeah. and that safe space where you can be vulnerable, where you can be transparent, where you can trust that that person has your back. And with so many of the things that you just mentioned, the broken trust, that safe space is gone. And once mm -hmm. that safe space is gone, that also begins to shut down communication, put up walls. And so it makes so much sense that that's so foundational. 
Yeah, yeah. And if trust is broken in the marriage, it can be repaired, but it's a long process. And you and I both know that. And reconciliation always takes two. And I think it's so important that we say that because Mm -hmm. forgiveness takes one, reconciliation takes two. So for those listening who say, but I tried and I tried and I tried and I gave 200 percent. If you're if you're if your spouse isn't equally trying, um, then then that reconciliation isn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because things would need to be repaired in order to reestablish that trust. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a, a very basic level, a basic component of marriage. And so the second one, uh, and let's talk about what the second chakra, that's the sacral chakra. That's the energy center of our creativity, our sexuality, pleasure, desire. Um, and when this area of possibility breaks down in a relationship, it means like those shared dreams for the future that you had. You know, this is why we get married in a lot of ways. You know, we, we see how great a team that we can be to co-create a shared future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it breaks down, it's those experiences where we go, oh, we're not going to have any more children together. You know, oh, our retirement plans are now just out the window. You know, financial security has been lost somehow. And there, you know, in some marriages where people start taking separate vacations, they, the, the family milestones and the celebrations are, are not celebrated as a couple or as a family together. And we, they get, people get out of the habit of making more long-term plans or the plans that they did make are abandoned. And uh, sometimes when one or both of uh, the people in a marriage are caregiving for family, it also can take, uh, it can feel like that's a component where, oh, you're putting all your energy over there and none of the energy and the possibility of our relationship. And so I invite the listeners to just reflect on this. And what are some of the possibilities that you may have been forced to release as your marriage started to fail? And I know often when I'm coaching couples, uh, especially with young children or that are in that sandwich generation, one of my questions is always like, how often do you date? Um, and that that loss, because it, it, the, the romance gets lost, the, the fun gets lost, the possibility gets lost when everything else takes over. And so that may resonate with some of our listeners as well. Yeah. Yeah. And this this issue of, you know, sometimes people get at odds with each other about one wants more children or one wants children and the other doesn't. You know, so that's not, that's that vision of a shared possibility of why we got married right. starts to disintegrate a little bit. Right. And so I, I've had clients say, you know, I thought we were going to have a family. Why did we get married? He right. doesn't want it. She doesn't want it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's that second uh, area. The third area. Let's move to the third area. That's the sh- the. Uh, the solar plexus or the third chakra. And again, that's the area of personal power, of will, autonomy, and taking action. Okay. 
they call, uh, sometimes they call this the triple warmer. It's where our, you know, our oomph comes from, mm. right? And so let's explore power as it relates in married relationship. We like to think of a marriage as an equal partnership, right? Where right. both parties share equal power in the relationship. And where this starts to break down is if there's control or dominance by one of the partners towards another. Power struggles, you know, aggression, force, ultimatums, even passive aggressiveness. Yes. That's a power struggle, right? Non-cooperation, manipulation. It's where we get into that withholding sex deal, you know, right. trying to control things, uh, money arguments, you know, bl- blaming each other. That, that comes into that, that power struggle, right? You, get, you hear people, it's my way or the highway. Right. And when that starts to happen in a relationship, the power is balance is offset. And that's not easy to deal with. You know, and I think people so often think of, you know, because we've just done this high conflict series mm-hmm. of of the the explosion, but but that passive aggressive piece that um that getting the cold shoulder, um getting the silent treatment, like that's equally as painful and powerful how it's it's equally as painful and and powerful in the impact that it has um and and so um I was I was it just brings my mom and dad to mind like my mom was very angry and rageful my dad was an alcoholic and my dad I didn't know it I thought he was such a sweet guy but he was a passive aggressive mm-hmm. and so he seemed like the poor nice guy that was being yelled at mm-hmm. but there's a whole nother thing that goes on in those relationships yeah yeah you get this differential of in a passive aggressive um dynamic where they'll be agreeable on the outside yeah sure sure I'll do that and then they don't, <laughs> you know, it's uh, so it, but it is a pa- part of the power struggle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so back to the listeners again, what are some of the ways that you lost power in your marriage? Every divorce has its unique challenges. Having helped people in many different high conflict divorces, I know that when children and alcohol are involved, the situation becomes even more challenging. Whether you are concerned about child safety when an ex is co-parenting or trying to prove your sobriety for custody, finding a reliable system that you trust can be difficult. That's why I love and recommend Soberlink. Soberlink's remote alcohol monitoring system makes it easy to document sobriety in real time, ensuring child safety and providing tangible evidence of sobriety to the court as needed. It's easy to use and has features like facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting that all work together to improve your life during this difficult time. To help those in my audience who are going through divorce with children, I've worked with Soberlink to develop five tips for divorces involving children that you can download at www.soberlink.com backslash jbd or maybe you you know got into that more controlling you know try trying to control things in in an effort to feel safe so just think about that you know think about the power structure in your family in your in your marriage system okay 
And as you're talking about this, it's so clear how, you know, there's two sides and it really does take that whole kind of blame or shame away. It's like both parties were dancing with this, um, with this paradigm that you're describing. And so, um, on any given level, it could be on both sides that there's there's control or there's um, withdrawal or many mm-hmm. of the other things you talked about. Right, right. And I just, it brings me to mind that I want to reiterate that none of this is a reason to go into self-blame or blame of the, yeah, now I see what you did wrong. Okay. No, that that's not what the purpose of this is. It's just really looking at yeah, here's the areas where the marriage broke down. And it's it's not an invitation to get out the baseball bat and <laughs> start Be cleaning. either yourself up <laughs> or the other person. Right. Good point. Yeah, yeah, right. This is just, uh, you know, if you can stretch into your zone of self-compassion, mm. you know, that's what I talk about with our groups. Let's stretch into that zone of self-compassion here and just look at what's here, you know. Ooh not making it wrong. So let's go to the fourth chakra. And this is the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. So this is the place of connection. It's love, relatedness, compassion, belonging, and acceptance. Okay. So when you've heard people say, we just drifted apart, you know, as one of the reasons that they decided to divorce. Mm -hmm. And so that failure to nourish the connection in a marriage and intimacy, it's deadly for marriages. So we get into these uh, patterns of coldness, you know, taking things for granted, boredom. You know, you hear about that a lot, complacency, you know, getting too busy for each other, busyness, you know, too tired, you know, not sleeping together, not communicating, you know, work or hobby obsessions get in the way of the connection. And you talked about no date nights, you know, no sex, no dates, no fun together. You know, we stopped having fun together. Um, you know, it's almost like in some ways it becomes the business of the family. So it's like, what are you talking about? You're talking about the home renovations. You're talking about the kids, you know, uh, yeah. behavior issues. You're talking about money. You're talking like, so everything is, is business and that whole romance, sensuality, sexuality, connection, like it, it's always so powerful when you see a couple who's been married for decades and decades and they just they still have they've they found their way to always make that a priority and you see they still have that passion yeah yeah and it's it's just that connection heart to heart connection yeah and it does express itself in in sexual intimacy and emotional intimacy you know um it's also when people get into this thing of i don't want to need anyone You know, they're self-sufficient, right? Mm. And also, if people go through periods of depression, of anxiety, of illness, uh, that can cause a a loss of connection also. And it can create a buildup of resentments and distractions. You know, think of people, you see people, well, when we used to go to restaurants, right? And the COVIDian age that we live in. (laughs) 
<laughs> but you know, you'd, you'd, I'd always love people watching and see people, two people, you know, just guessing what their story is, and they're both on their cell phones the whole time. You know, they've lost that connection, that that heart to heart, eye to eye, you know, I and thou kind of experience of being in um, that that kind of connection with each other, and so. I, I encourage everybody think about, you know, what are some of the ways you lost connection with your partner and your marriage? And, and it, it, this particular one, it makes sense that it, it can happen so slowly, like it can mm -hmm. ebb away. And it's like that you might not be able to pick a moment, but rather over the course of time and child rearing or illness or whatever. Um, and, and it just makes it so clear how it's that central connection and not a fault on either side as you're describing mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a big one, you know, that, that heart to heart connection. Yeah, so, so let's go to the next chakra, the fifth chakra. That's the throat chakra. Mm -hmm. This is the area of truth. So it's self-expression, honesty, integrity. That's what that uh, those correspondences are in that chakra. So let's talk about truth. Truth is an important component in a marriage, and this is not limiting to limited to telling the truth, as like as opposed to lying, right? But it's being willing to talk about the hard stuff. Mm -hmm your truth in the partnership. So it's like to speak up, right? So when it breaks down, we get patterns of withholding, of course, lying and avoiding, evading, you know, hiding out, uh, denial, you know, of, of your truth, denial of the other person's truth, gaslighting, blindsiding, distorting, you know, uh, selective reporting, you know, we, we withhold the, the truth and sometimes the truth of, of what we want and what we need and what we're asking for. Um, we just stop talking about our truth, right? And so um, we sometimes see patterns of just, I can't say that because it would rock the boat, and so, you know, have, have a moment to think about what are the ways, some of the ways that you or your partner withheld important truths in your marriage. Yeah, and I'll say, you? I, as you're talking, Carrie, I think that I not only withheld truth from my partner, I think I withheld it from myself. I think yeah. that part of the dynamic in my marriage was such that I, I so lost myself. Mm -hmm. um, that I created a reality that didn't exist. I had um, my ex's voice in my head. And, and so, so that connection to truth wasn't just in what I was, was or wasn't communicating to him. It was even an internal thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that makes total sense, doesn't it? Because I, I think I can relate to what you're sharing. Yeah. It's like, Sometimes we get into a space, Karen, um, where we're afraid to know what we know. Yeah. Because it, of what it will mean. Oh, if I know, if I allow myself to know what I know about my marriage, that means I'll have to leave and I'm not ready. Exactly. 
And yeah. so it's easier to hide behind whatever the facade is that we've put up. Yeah. yeah we that's start coping. Really, yeah. 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 Big one. That's a big one. And so let's go up to the sixth chakra. This is the third eye. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the area of growth. And the, com- the correspondences with the sixth chakra are ser- seeing clearly purpose, direction, and it's the area of intuition as well. And so that area of growth, you hear people say, we've grown apart. Mm-hmm. In long-term marriages, you know, often this happens. When one partner is suddenly interested in self-help and development, and the other wants things to stay the same. You know, the tension in the marriage can cause a, a rift that is often not repairable, you know, because spouses over time develop themselves divergently, right, in divergent ways, different ways, different paths. And it no longer seems like they're in alignment with their values and their interests. So this does happen sometimes. So examples of this, uh, some of the components or some of the situations that can break down this this area, spiritual shifts. You hear people say, I need to leave and find myself, right? I need to find myself. So, and leading separate lives, you know, experiencing unwanted changes in the other person, changes in physical appearance, you know, professional changes, midlife crisis, Recovery from addiction. We've seen how when one partner recovers from addiction, that can really blow apart a marriage, which seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? Right. But it's that, that area of growth. Sometimes one partner or the other finds new friends new and disinterest in the old mutual friends, you know, shifting priorities, you know, refusal to grow or rejection of the partner's growth and changes. Changes to financial goals and priorities, you know, stagnation. Yeah. So there's a lot in this in this uh, component. I I as you're speaking, I remember one of the biggest things that my um, my ex would say to me is, "You've changed." Yeah. Um, like I. I want, I want the old Karen. It's like an accusation, right? It it was, it was, it was (laughs) like, and I was like, yeah, I did. (laughs) I I think it's good. Uh, He didn't think it was so good. So it's it's interesting. That's exactly what that was. Yeah. 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 And so you're, you're seeing as you're listening to all of this and, and this is what I invite the listeners to do is just place yourself into these situations and go, Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that. So we start to see in several areas, there were some, you know, breakdowns. And and I think that, as you said in the beginning, like to really park your judgment um, mm-hmm. in another room, like your, yeah. ju- your self-judgment and your judgment of the other. And and I even, I, I feel that too in the way I'm thinking about it. It's like, yeah, that was really hard for him because I did it. I I stretched and I grew in ways that made me different. And so I wasn't, I wasn't the same person and that was hard for him. And so it's like, bring your compassion or at least leave your judgment out of the room. And just, it's really interesting. I think that many of you would be able to um, see something on many of these different levels. And the other thing is I've had clients who I know would be listening and would say, 
it was broken from the beginning. Like I remember I had this one client, she said, I, he checked off all of these like logical, mm-hmm. like things that I thought I should have and I should want, but like that heart thing was never there. That possibility piece was the, so, so some of you may be looking and going, wow, I, I always knew like I was standing on at the altar, right? And mm-hmm. I, I I couldn't turn around and leave. And looking at this, it would like bring such clarity to mm. what it was that your inner knowing, that wisdom was telling you was missing on the various levels. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that's such a great segue into the seventh chakra. You know, because the second, seventh chakra, I, I call that sacredness, you know, it's the crown chakra, you know, it's our pure awareness, it's our wisdom, right? It's that bigger understanding, our spiritual connection, if you will, yeah. you know, and so um, for many of us, marriage is entered into as a sacrament, you know, our wedding vows are in exchange in front of God, family, the community. Everybody's watching. Everybody's, you know, you're making these promises. And in times of trouble, sometimes it's these vows and the sacredness of declaring them so publicly that can keep the marriage from disintegrating. And, you know, sometimes that doesn't work. Right. And there is a breakdown in that sacredness of the union. So marriage vows can be broken. And some part of our consciousness, though, keeps track of this. It hasn't forgotten. But you promised to love me in sickness and health. You know, so on, right? Examples, obviously, are breaking the the oaths, the vows of your marriage. Taking off wedding rings, you know, infidelity, of course. An emotional affair. Mm -hmm. That counts in here, too. A violation of sacred spaces. Not a lot of po- people think about this, but it's like taking somebody other to our sacred place, whether it was a vacation spot or a restaurant or a, you know, it, it, you hear about this all the time. I can't believe she took him to our place, you know? And it's that the physical and emotional kind of giving up and quitting. You know, it's, it's, I had a client who, when we took her through this exercise, this was the, where it broke open for her, where she said, you know, I realize now why I hung on so long into the marriage because I wasn't willing to break the vows that I had made to God and him and everybody, but he had broken them over and over and over again. Right. And so it was her in a, a place of compassion and looking at the other components where he could, she could see where he uh, was feeling the lack. Mm-hmm. And she could go, oh, now I can release this. Right. Yeah. And, and to that point, I think that's, that's such a big part is um, the to be able to let go of blame and accusation when you look at all of these seven and you can see where your partner was struggling, your spouse was struggling as well. Right. That's Um, right. So that, that, that just makes so much sense. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we've covered a lot. I mean, there's a lot of emotional, uh, mental, you know, this covers a lot. And so just to the listeners, give yourself some time to reflect on your notes and about these components of marriage and the ways that they were named as breakdowns or as the ways that the marriage failed you. And just be with the information. Just silently reflect on it. If emotions come up, sadness or tears, it's okay. You know, just let them be there. Again, you know, what we urge you not to do is to take any of this as evidence against you or against your spouse, your uh, soon-to-be ex, your ex, um, as a way of continuing the disharmony. This is a healing process. And the first thing is just be aware of the what is. Yeah. And yeah, and just just uh, honor the emotions that come up and and that's that's that you know Carrie does such a beautiful job of talking about grieving and that 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 noticing that um honoring that processing so that you can then release it and and so this this is a space that um that is good to keep safe from judgment so that you can move through that or that the emotions can begin to move through you. So I love this, Carrie. This is such a a powerful um, uh, paradigm of what actually goes on and, and, and all the various ways that there can be breakdown. So thank you so much for sharing that. Sure. Sure. And um, I imagine that when we post this, you know, in our, uh, I think you're going to talk about where this video is going to be posted. Right. We could uh, also pose the the uh, visual that goes with it as yeah. just a, a screen, you know, a page for That's people a to look at. Beautiful idea. Uh, so if you're listening on uh, the podcast, um, we also have a community on Facebook. We have a JBD community, which is filled with everyone who. Uh, works with us one-on-one or in our online groups or courses. And these videos will be live there. So you can find that at JBD Community on Facebook. And um, if this really resonates with you and you would like to speak more with Carrie about this, uh, we offer a rapid relief call and Carrie's uh, Carrie's. Uh, link to her calendar, specifically to her calendar, is in the show notes. And so feel free to uh, go in there and book a free rapid relief call with Carrie and find out how you might be able to navigate your divorce with her support. Carrie, thank you so much for spending this time and sharing this with us. This was great. It's my pleasure, Karen. And uh, it's always great to speak with you. And my heart goes out to everyone who's listening. Just be kind and gentle with yourself as you process through this. Absolutely. And stay tuned. We will be back uh, shortly with another episode of JBD Team Talks. You have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.
At Journey Beyond Divorce, we know that sometimes the most powerful support we can offer is to help you process the storm of emotions you're experiencing and gently challenge the beliefs that are keeping you stuck. The way Karen delivers her program is that she validates the feelings, the emotions, the ups, the downs. She hones in on the specifics that really talk to that particular person when they're going through this crazy emotional time. Let us be a beacon in the midst of this crazy emotional time. Book a free lifeline call with us to help lift the fog and begin practicing new ways of thinking, being, and doing that better support you as you journey through and beyond divorce. Our gift to you is taking that first step with you on your free Rapid Relief Lifeline call, where we help you navigate the emotional and logistical turbulence of separation and divorce. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call.